It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I'm joined by Noah Fleischman, as I am every week. And we're here to break down Louisville. NC State plays the Cardinals at 7.30 p.m. on a Friday night this week. Another primetime Friday night showdown, but this one's at Carter-Finley Stadium. It's a blackout game. They've got some cool new uniforms we might talk a little bit about today. And uh, we're just going to break down everything to do with Friday, the Cardinals, NC State going into this matchup. And um, Noah and I are going to sh- share just kind of what we've been hearing around practice around the team this week and, you know, just really dive into this thing before um, before kickoff on Friday night. Uh, before we do so, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, we're both reporters for thewolfpacker.com. If you're finding us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, that is a site, a part of the On3 network. We cover all NC State sports, um, especially football and men's and women's basketball. And I'm recruiting for for all of those sports as well. Um, it's $1 to join for premium access. And we have a bunch of free content on there as well. So go check it out. It's the wolfpacker.com. Got a bunch of cool stuff on there. We just published Louis, a Louisville scouting report. Noah just wrote an awesome feature on NC State pass rusher Red Hibbler. And, um, you know, and I'm going to go ahead and tease it for tomorrow. Um, I think we have a pretty significant recruiting scoop coming up on the board tomorrow. So, be ready for that. Stay tuned on the wolfpacker.com. It is only $1 to join an awesome website for um, premium access. All right, let's dive into this, Noah. It's a big one. NC State's three and one. A few, you know, so-so wins in there. But um, yeah, you, you ha- anytime you're three and one, you got to feel at least somewhat confident. And this game feels like one that's going to tell us a lot about NC State this year. Louisville is a good team. They come into this one undefeated, um, a pretty electric offense, pretty um, solid defense, both number four in the ACC in their respective scoring categories. This is um, going to be a great test for NC State's defense um, and, you know, it's an ongoing test for NC State's offense continuing from last week's effort against UVA. Before we get into some of the specifics, Noah, just your overall thoughts and feelings going into Louisville week. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's a big game, as you said. I mean, anytime there's a 7 o'clock game at home, under the lights, you know, and, and things like that. There's other things we'll talk about that happen to be around this whole game environment. But, you know, I think that it's good. It's a game that, you know, NC State wants to win. You want to win every game you play, but especially when you're under the lights at home. You know, on national television, this is an opportunity for them to kind of make a statement. Louisville comes into the game 4-0, and this kind of could, you know, set the tone, you know, in ACC play of, all right, NC State's a team that, you know, can can win games in this conference. Obviously, last week they they did that a little bit against Virginia. Um, struggled putting them away, though, and they ended up well, having a walk-off field goal to do it. So I think, you know, that's kind of the, the high-level thoughts is they win this game. It's just a statement win. Um, you know, Louisville is only one of – 29 teams that are still 4-0 in the FBS, which is you know, surprisingly low number. There's 133 of them, so it's, it's not a lot that are actually 4-0 left. So we'll see how things shake out from here, but it's a big-time game, big-time environment. I know 
you know, the NC State fans will, will definitely show up, you know, for that sold out game. Yeah, and you know it's an interesting it's an interesting matchup because Louisville has their first year head coach Jeff Brom, who um had a lot of success at Purdue, took him to a Big Ten championship game, but uh, decided to leave and head to the ACC, and um, really retooled that team while also holding on to some really good players at Louisville. Um, NC State played them played at Louisville last year with the previous regime, and um they lost. But um, this is going to be a new look Cardinals team. The, the Cardinals defense was really their um, hallmark uh, last year. And it's still a solid unit. But now, man, that, um, that offense, that offense in Louisville, is, it, it's, it's been something special so far this year. Um, and, and that is led by quarterback Jack Plummer, who he's just an elite deep ball passer so far this season. He's completed 12 of 14 passes that have been 20 yards or more down the field. That's um, a pretty ridiculous mark, and also five of those passes have gone for touchdowns. Four also went for interceptions. But, um, you know, still, even when you're turning the ball over almost as much as you're scoring on those throws, that's still good offense, and it's um, good enough to get him a 94.4 grade on pro football focus. And, um, shoot, that's, um, that's pretty elite. That, that's um, among the elite passers in the country. And I'm um, certainly in the ACC. So he, he's someone that, you know, I don't know if NC State has played a quarterback yet that can stretch the field quite like um, quite like Plummer's going to be able to. Sam Hartman could could do that as well. But um, Notre Dame's offense um, didn't ask him to do as much of that. So this is going to be a team that they're going to hurt you in a lot of different ways. Just going back and watching their previous game against Boston College, which was a blowout win where they scored 42 points in the first half. Um, and no, I'm not misspeaking there. That's 42 in the first half. Um, it's They're interesting. They use a lot of motion before the snap, a lot of jet sweeps, and that'll it can turn into a jet sweep handoff to a receiver, or they'll throw in a lot of fakes in there and then um, turn it into – fun passing plays and they're an interesting team that when they use a lot of that motion, it emphasizes NC state's need to communicate well, right? They're trying, Louisville is going to be trying to throw off the assignments and um, get a blown coverage somewhere. NC state just needs to be clicking. They need to be talking, communicating well to make sure that everyone's on the same page because this offense will make you pay for those miscommunications. There's been a couple instances this year, where there's been a blown coverage or a missed tackle, but the effort from others or um, an error by the opposing team has made up for it and covered up for um, an explosive play. I don't think that's going to happen against Louisville, and that's one of my chief chief concerns. It's just, you know, the, the defense has to play its best game of the season this week. And, um, Noah, I guess just what are you looking for defensively from NC State going into this matchup? Um, any key storylines you're wa- watching for, looking for on that side of the ball? Yeah, it's going to be too many two things. One, you know, the team like this is going to take shots down the field. Your secondary has got to be, you know, up to par with that. Their corners are capable of playing, you know, elite style. Shaheen Battle did get picked on a lot against Virginia and, and gave up some big plays, a couple big screens. So maybe they'll see that and see if they can get a speedy guy and, and, and do that against him. You know, Aiden White played really well in his first game back after after missing the VMI game. He had a pick where he read the, the play perfectly. So I think that's going to be a strength. And then, you know, you look at the secondary, like you, know, you look at the safeties. 
They're a little banged up. They do get Rakeem Ashford back. They are without Devin Boykin, most likely. There's a slim chance he can play. If he plays, then you, I think NC State's feeling really good about this, that, that safeties room. If he can get on the field, it doesn't seem likely, though, but it's a chance. So I think that's one. And then, you know, when you look at it, when there's a good offense and that likes to stretch the field, those plays take time to develop. And what do you want to do? You want to rush the passer. And, and they can do that. You know, Red Hibbler, who I wrote about today, is one of the best, you know, on NC State's team at getting to the quarterback. And he's played 48 snaps this year and has three and a half sacks. So he finds ways to get into the backfield. And I think that's that's going to be big, too. So there's going to be the two biggest, you know, elements right off the top. Uh, but they can also run the ball. They average, you know, 200 yards on the ground a, a game or so. So that's going to be, you know, necessary. But I think NC State's run defense has been proven this year, you know, with a guy like Peyton Wilson. Caden Fordham was big in it, you know, at Virginia. So I think that, that the running, I don't think, concerns me as much as what Louisville can do through the air with, with a guy like Jack Plummer, who he's shown this offense is basically built for him. And, and you know, Jeff Brom knew, knew what he could do. Um, Cause he just came from Purdue little stop at Cal in between, but you know, reunite with your head coach. That's a recipe for, for success. Yeah. Going off of the run defense element. Um, I I've been pretty impressed over the past couple games um, after, you know, you know, Audric Estime absolutely diced up NC state when Notre Dame was in town, but um, he's one of the best backs in the country. And since then, I think NC state has done a much better job of filling run gaps and you know, you, just Dave Dorn's been talking a lot about just um, gap integrity and stuff like that. And I think NC State has really, really done a good job. You mentioned Caden Fordham. He, he really stood out in um, his um, first start and just really meeting guys at the hole and just playing really well. So, and they're going to have to do that because Louisville running back Jawar Jordan, he is a superstar. He played extremely well against NC State last year. Um, he averaged over six yards a carry, and uh, this year he is dominating. He has 478 rushing yards. That's number one in the ACC. Six rushing touchdowns, another receiving touchdown. Louisville will use him in a variety of ways, and um, he's electric with the ball in his hands. He's a really good running back. The main key I'm going to be watching out with for him is just uh, – you have to bring him down like in, in the box because if he gets to the second level, NC State's been able to use just sheer effort to stop a 20-yard game from turning into a 70-yard game this season a few times. Jordan's really not going to let that happen. Um, he has elite breakaway speed, elite playmaker, and um, he's someone to keep an eye on. And, you know, and he attracts so much attention because of that. So – uh, Louisville really likes to use play action. They use it a lot in their offense because Gerard just draws so many eyes to him on any given play. And something I noticed that um, it's pretty cool that they that they they did against some um, Boston College is they would use him in play action, so it'd be a fake, and then he would leak out for a screen, and then it would turn into a huge game. So it, that goes back to the eye discipline, right? You just got to keep you know keep, stay latched on to your responsibilities if you're NC State's defense and don't let this creative offense confuse you, throw you for a loop or anything like that. And, um, you know, we touched on the passing game. We touched on the um, just uh, how good Plummer is as a quarterback. 
But I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Jamari Thrash, his number one option, who's just an elite receiver so far this season, averaging 21.05 yards per reception. That is two first downs per catch. And um, just, you know, big play guy. You know, they use him in a variety of ways. And he's someone that NC State's really going to have to key on. And, you know, we talked about it last week with um, UVA's really talented receivers. NC State has shut down cornerbacks, right? They have Aiden White. They have Shaheen Battle. These, like, tall, physical cornerbacks who are skilled in coverage and can, um, you know, shut down their side of the field on some games. They're going to have their hands full. Um, This is a game where, you know, Aiden White, you're a first-team All-ACC guy. You're a guy who's going to be selected in the NFL draft most likely if he, choose, if he chooses to go next year. This is a game where he can establish himself as not only one of the best cornerbacks in the ACC, but one of the best cornerbacks in the country. If he can, you know, go route for route with Thrash and contain him, I, you're not going to slow him, an elite receiver like him, down completely in today's college football. But if Aiden can match up against him and limit him, that is something that – um obviously would greatly boost NC State's chances and something they'll need to do. And all right, kind of switching over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a solid unit. Like they, they allow, I believe it's, it's 19 points per game this season. In addition to their high scoring offense, they're not allowing many points. Um, and, you know, it's a defense that it's not – quite as aggressive as last year's unit that just forced in the ridiculous amount of turnovers. But, um, you know, they're actually on pace to meet their turnover mark again. They've intercepted three passes, recovered three fumbles. So this is still an opportunistic unit that will, you know, take advantage of those chances if NC State gives it to them. So NC State cannot afford to make those mistakes. Uh, Noah, from looking at Louisville's defense, just any thoughts or takeaways you have on that side of the ball. Yeah. You know, one thing I think that, you know, doesn't, you know, you don't look at it right away, but this Louisville team is their run defense is pretty solid. They're only giving up 114 yards on the ground a game, which, you know, it's similar to what NC state's giving up. So, you know, I think when you look at, you know, running the ball, NC state's going to probably want to run the ball against them a little bit, just considering Brennan Armstrong kind of had a, you know, up and down day at Virginia. They talked about wanting to establish consistency in the run with their running backs, which they haven't found really yet um, in, the, in the last week. Um, you know, I think that, that that's going to be important. And if they can break off some big runs, then that'll help. But, you know, I think finding consistency there is going to be, you know, a little tough against a team that, you know, gives up, what, 114 a game, so 3.6 an attempt. I mean, that, that that's a pretty tall pass to do um, when you look at that. But also kind of similar thing, you know, looking at their playmakers for, for you know, for NC State, you look at Julian Gray and Jalen Coy on the return game, you know, it's going to be a tough day on the, on the return game. You know, you're matching up with a team that is only giving up 16 yards, a kickoff return and eight yards punt return. So these are two of the most elite, you know, returners in the country right now. And they've got a tall task, you know, against a pretty good, you know, special teams unit at, at Louisville as well. Yeah. And it's been two games in a row where the game has been changed by um, a Julian Gray kickoff return. Right. So, is he going to continue making plays like that? Um, shoot, it would sure help NC State. That would be a huge boost just with that field position, field position battle. But um, let, let's switch gears. Let's talk about NC State's offense. Obviously, last year, running game left some to be desired, right? Uh, Armstrong led the team in rushing again. 
he was opportunistic and um, looked good as, as a scrambling quarterback and at times um, did well kind of controlling the ball and engineering that final drive. But um, I mean, you want more out of Michael Allen. You want a little bit more out of Delbert Mims who um, has continued to be excellent in um, short yardage situations, but um, on, you know, first and 10, second and eight could use a little bit more from the running backs in general. Um, and then you just got to hope that Kendrick Raphael is healthy. Um, Doran told us today he's day-to-day. He had to leave the UVA game with an injury. Um, he's explosive. He's a, he's a you know, strong contributor as a freshman. And NC State's backfield needs him so far this season without Jordan Houston now, who is going to redshirt the rest of the year. So, you know, the running game, I'm really not sure where – NC State gets going in this game because, like you said, Louisville has a solid run defense. So then it kind of falls on the passing game. And um, where can NC State identify potential weaknesses in the Louisville defense? Uh, I think, you know, the one consistent in this year's offense has been um, Kevin Concepcion. I mean, he had a – you know, I think we've made a point not to call it a breakout game, right, because he was NC State's leading receiver coming in to the UVA game. He's been awesome all year. But against UVA, oh my goodness, like he dominated with his six receptions, 116 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, you know, he 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 helped win that game in a major way. So if you go and look at how in, um, Louisville lines up on defense, he's probably going to be matched up against um, safety Benjamin Perry a lot. He spends a lot of time in the slot, and um, so. You know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, against Boston College, Perry allowed three receptions on four targets for 38 yards. And, um, you know, NC State needs KC to get going, continue his hot streak because he has been open pretty much the entire season in the slot. So we got to keep looking out for that. But, um, Noah, is there anywhere else that um, just any advantages anywhere that you can see NC State generating offensive momentum? Just anything that gives you hope for the Wolfpack offense going into this showdown. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Dave Dorn's talked about it a little bit. I think, you know, working a tight end into the offense is definitely something that's a priority, you know, for NC State. They just got banged up early in the year. They're both back on the field, you know, led by Trent Penix, um, you know, back on the practice field. I could imagine NC State, because they haven't shown much of the tight end in a game like this where you're trying to win a pretty high-level game. You can pull things out that you haven't shown yet. And I think, you know, maybe we'll see a tight end down the seam. Armstrong needs, you know, he's taking advantage of the check downs a lot, right? If you can take a tight end running down the field, 10 yards down the field and catch it and turn and go, I think that's going to be something that's big. Um, kind of help get him, you know, in the right rhythm because he didn't really find a rhythm much against Virginia. He did on that third drive where they scored a touchdown. But other than that, it was kind of up and down, up and down. Um, and I know a lot of people weren't, you know, too impressed with what he did. But at the end of the day, I think when when a team is three and one, and their quarterback play has been up and down all year, I think that shows, you know, how well rounded this team really is. You know, right? Some teams, if you don't get good quarterback play, the team's not going to play well. And you know, NC State is still sitting at three and one, and one and zero in the ACC so far. Um, and so I think you know, tight end could be could be one. We also see, you know, maybe Michael Allen just becomes a breakout guy. He, he ran well against Virginia. And I think that he's the kind of guy that, you know, can average five or six yards of carry. And I, I think that, you know, if he can get going there, this would be a really, you know, dangerous offense. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, something that, you know, it's, it's worth mentioning 
um, in these big primetime games, um, Carter Finley Stadium can get rocking. The 12th man, like Doran said on Monday, it's real. And um, in, in a packed, sold-out Carter Finley Stadium, under the lights, in the blackout jerseys, which um, are cool if you didn't see the uniform reveal video, um, and we talked to Anthony Belton about it this week. So apparently the um, numbers glow in the dark. They have glow-in-the-dark cleats to go with it. So, um, you know, NC State's going to be looking good. Just got to see if they're going to be playing good as well. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be the first night game with the new, um, the new video board, the new sound system. I think that atmosphere really is going to be rocking. And um, it, it's, if UVA showed NC State this last week, it is hard to win on the road in the ACC. Um, and I think regardless of how, who wins this game, I think NC State's going to make it difficult for Louisville. So, and I think the home atmosphere will be a significant part of part of that. Um, all right. We're going to dive into our full predictions. We're going to talk over under, we're going to make some bold picks for who will lead the pack in several statistical categories. But before we do that, I just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor game time. Game time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, where you can find the tickets for pretty much anything you want, whether it's a concert, football game, baseball game, pretty, pretty much anything you're looking for, Game Time app has it, and they've got good deals on it as well. I've got a problem where whenever I want to go to a game or a concert, I, um, I make the plans, but then I tend to put off, like actually buying the tickets. Um, the good news is the Game Time app, you can buy your tickets literally right up until kickoff via their app or gametime.co. So, and then if you go on that, by far my favorite thing about it, by far, is then when you go on the app and you look at, let's say you want to go to the Louisville NC State game. Right now, the cheapest ticket is $57. Oh, it just updated. Now it's 64. So the price is going up. Um, this is a sold out packed crowd, um, but there's still tickets available for resale on game time. And the coolest thing about it is when you go on that and you look, you can see the view from your seat. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding up the, uh, the view of the app here. But you can see exactly the view of the field from where you'd be sitting. It's pretty cool. It's a cool feature. kind of streamlines that process as far as ticket buying goes. So go check it out. Um, you can find it on the App Store. If you just search up Game Time or you can go to gametime.co. That's um, .co, not .com. Just want to stress that. But um, yeah, go check it out. Game time. All right, Noah, let's make some predictions. Um, I'm, I'm going to get you to go first. Uh, this is actually the first time since you've joined the staff that um, we've disagreed on who's going to win this game. So Noah, break it down for us. Who's winning NC State versus Louisville and why? Yeah, you know, I think, I think this is, you know, Louisville's game, right? Um, you know, a lot of people might not like that. Cardinals are 4-0. They haven't really played, you know, really tough ton of competition. They played Indiana, won that one 24-14, or 21-14. I mean, this is their first true road game, but, you know, this was a team like, you know, with Jack Plummer, Jamari Thrash, you know, players like that who are explosive players. NC State's defense has given up a lot of explosive plays this year, more than they want to. And with a team that, you know, operates on explosive plays down the field almost the entire game, that's not a good matchup for, for NC State's defense at the moment. If they clean it up, then, you know, it looks good. If you can, you can cut those down. Of course, every game, every team can give up an explosive player too, at least, right? It's, it's bound to happen. Um, but, you know, NC State gave up, I think, five, six, seven, a lot against Virginia. 
Um, they got rolling, and I just think that that's going to happen. So, you know, my game prediction, you know, I think I'm going to change a little bit. I think it's going to be 35-21 Louisville. Um, I just think that, you know, their offense is going to be too much to handle for NC State's defense. And then and, and in the same token, NC State's offense, from what we saw against Virginia, I don't know if they can play, a, you know, a shootout that gets to 35-35 or, or 45-35. I don't know if they can get that high scoring right now. Um, unless things got turned around. So that's where, you know, where I'm at right now. Yeah. And, you know, no, I can't disagree with many of the points you made, but I just have a feeling about it. I, I, I've i been in these, you know, big time Carter Finley stadium games, which is a little bit of a different energy on um, this. This has a similar vibe to me as um the Wake Forest game last year where um, NC state came in with um, MJ Morris, that quarterback, and, um, you know, di- just completely disrupted Wake Forest offense, um, forced three uh, Sam Hartman interceptions and ended up winning that game in a really impressive um, primetime win. So it just has a similar feel to that for me. I think um, it is their first, Louisville's first true road game, right? Yep. And um, I think that is going to rattle them. I think NC is going to be able to start strong. The defense will, you know, get a sack or maybe even a turnover early and kind of set the tone on that side of the ball. Do I think that's all of a sudden NC State's issues stopping explosive plays are going to be fixed? No, I don't. Um, but I think NC State will be able to really when the for- field gets shortened and it's in the, you know, inside the twenty, inside the fifteen, and you know, taking the top off the secondary isn't really an option for that Louisville defense. I think the Wolfpack will be able to settle in and force them to field goals. And that's going to be the difference for me. I think that Louisville is going to score more times than NC State. But the fact that NC State is just holding them to field goals, holding them to three. And um, I think that's going to make the difference. NC State finishes this game with touchdowns. Louisville finishes with field goals. And that's going to be the difference. NC State has been efficient in the red zone so far this year. They've been a good red zone offense. And um, I think you can count on that to continue against some um, of the Cardinals. And that's why my final score prediction is going to end up being 31 to 30. I think the defense is going to come up huge here and um, maybe give NC State's offense a short field to work with a couple times. And um, NC State will take advantage of that. I think Armstrong will, you know, I think we'll see a little bit maybe more calm, maybe more consistent version compared to UVA. Um, maybe closer to like the first half against Notre Dame, let's say. But, um, you know, in-state, they're going to have to minimize the mistakes. They're going to have to keep those to a minimum. And uh, I think they can do that and, um, you know, pick up a potentially season-defining win that's charts them on a pretty good course for the rest of the year. But um, we'll see. I'm excited about it. And let's dive into – so we both picked the line – um, I picked NC his line right now is 3.5 points in Louisville's favor. Uh, so, you know, Noah thinks they will cover that. I think NC state will cover that. So, and a note, NC state hasn't covered a spread all year yet. They're 0 and 4 against the spread. Yes. So, so, you know, for anyone betting out there, uh, that's something to keep in mind and the over under 55.5 of uh, that. Um, that honestly seems a little bit high for me. Obviously I think they're going to clear it. By, by a decent amount but um that is a fairly high um line but i think it uh it complements that louisville offense right they're, they're scoring 
more than 40 points a game this season. So it's going to be something to watch. Um, but let's go through it. Let's predict. Um, let's start off with the run rushers. Noah, who's going to lead NC State in rushing against Louisville? Uh, Brennan Armstrong. I'll take the easy one there. He's led the team in rushing all year. Right now, I can tell you exactly what he's leading them. He's, you know, he's taken off 52 times, which the next closest running back is Delbert Mims at 27 attempts. And Armstrong has 225 yards, three touchdowns, along of 14. So I say that he's gonna he's gonna do it. Um, one, he's you know their most consistent rusher, and two, if the play breaks down, it's a safe bet he's gonna go. He's not you know a Lamar Jackson type who's gonna change game. Obviously, you know great topic, but then with Louisville coming to town, but I think that he's gonna lead the team in rushing. He probably gets close to 100 yards, especially if, if Louisville if NC State wins, like you think he's gonna have to I think clear 100 yards rushing to to make that happen. So give me BA to lead the team in rushing. And you know something that popped up on. I was going back and watching the condensed version of um, Louisville's game against Boston College. Um, you know, BC had some success, like running a little bit of read option, getting um, Louisville to overcommit to one side, create a hole, and then um, their quarterback took off. And Armstrong's more than capable of doing that. So maybe we see a little bit of that. I think it is going to be um, pretty difficult to establish a rhythm with the running backs. So I'm sticking with you. I think it's going to be DA leading the team and rushing again. Um, he's just been the most reliable guy right now carrying the football. Um, kind of like I, I'm waiting for it to happen. I am waiting for Michael Allen to break one of these big runs because he, he is explosive. He is an extremely explosive running back. And there's been a couple times this year where it's like, oh, one tackle, one or two tackles away, guys away from really, really breaking a big play. So I'm keeping an eye on that. I'm I'm, I'm it's less about the matchup, more just about um, how NC State has played so far this year. I, I just have a feeling he's going to break a long rush, create a big explosive play at some point. Maybe even it's in the receiving game and not rushing the ball. But Michael Allen's due for a big play, and I think we'll see one at some point. All right, let's go receiver. Um, Casey is by far the Wolfpack's leading receiver this year with 22 receptions. I believe Porter Rooks is second with nine on the team right now. So Noah, you, you, you going in a bold direction here or um, you sticking with the guy who's been leading the pack all season? No, I'm going to go bold, bold here. Um, I went the safe pick with the running back. We're going to go bold with, with, uh, you know, rushing. I'm going to go bold with receiving. We're going to say Julian Gray's made a lot of plays on special teams for this team this year. He has made big plays in offense. He's a 64 yard, you know, reception earlier this year. I think he breaks off another big, you know, explosive play, leads the team in receiving. Um, but I do think KC finds the end zone again. He's going to get in that rhythm of scoring touchdowns for this team. But, you know, Julian Gray, you know, at the end of the day, I think will have the most many yards and it's going to come off, you know, probably two big explosive plays. He's going to be the guy to do it. Awesome. I, I'm sticking with KC. Um, it's just the, I, I think it's going to be the correct pick just because he has been so consistent and so good. This season, I mean, he made one mistake against Notre Dame and um, rebounded pretty much instantly. And it's just been he's been that guy. He's on pace for a freshman All-American season. And um, just, you know, he was the on three national freshman of the week last week or true freshman of the week, I should say. And um, I just love what he's doing out of the slot right now. He's his route running right now is so, so great. And I'm um, kind of in a similar vein to the Michael Allen prediction I made. I wanted to shout out Terrell Timmons. 
Um, I, I really like what I've seen from him this season. The numbers just kind of haven't correlated quite yet. He had um, just a beautiful route against UVA. Like that, it made me gasp when when he hit this route. It was it was just awesome. you did audibly gasp. So um, just you know, really good, really good player. I think he's a little bit underrated in NC, NC State's receiver room, and I think uh, him and Armstrong will connect a little more as the season goes on, as they continue to build up chemistry as well. All right, last but certainly not least. Who's going to be NC State's leading tackler? Um, it's probably going to be a game where um, lots of players on defense on de- are going to be asked to do a lot. So, but who's going to end up at the top of that um, of the tackle category this week? Yeah, you know when you look at it right now on paper, their leading tackle overall is, is Peyton Wilson at forty six um, tackles on the year. I'm going to take him, and here's the reasoning: one, he just finds the ball, especially in the run game, um, and, and can make tackles. But two. We talked about it, you know, earlier today. I think there's a chance, you know, and that he could get dropped off in the coverage more to kind of protect the middle of the field because Jack Plummer lives in the middle of the field. He has 1,100 passing yards, over 800 that come in between the numbers. I think Peyton Wilson could be kind of that, you know, turn him into a hybrid safety for the day and let him kind of patrol the middle of the field and have that, you know, fourth safety on the field, if you want to call it. Um, and I think he'll lead the team in tackles and, and he'll play. He's going to play a pretty big role in the pass game, I think, in the pass defense. Um, you know, he has a pass breakup earlier this year, which broke up, you know, a big time, you know, gain that was going to come. He just read it, the line of scrimmage, jumped his, jumped up there and nodded, knocked it away. So give me, you know, Peyton Wilson, the obvious choice, but I think, you know, it's, it's the right one. Yeah, I mean, he's just been at a different level this season. He's been so good. And, um, yeah, you mentioned in coverage, and, of course, he also had the game-winning interception against UConn. So um, he, he's, he can hold his own in pass coverage as well. Um, I'm going with Sean Brown. Um, my favorite player to watch on the team last season was Tanner Engel because of how he defended the run. Um, out of the safety spot, he would just come up and just absolutely just blow up a play. And um, I, I thought that was so cool. I thought it was really fun to watch Tanner Engel play. He's, of course, in the NFL now. And um, the guy who stepped up in that kind of run defense secondary role is um, Sean Brown. You know, he's taken on that starting responsibility after Jakeen Harris's season-ending injury. And um, especially against UVA, he had some huge stops, including one on a first and goal after a huge explosive play that um, kind of – it didn't flip momentum, but it, like, definitely slowed slowed them down, um, literally and figuratively, for that drive. So – I, I really like what I've been seeing out of him um, run defense-wise. I think pass coverage, he's still continuing to develop and come along there. But um, in terms of just coming up and stuffing the run, and um, I think there's going to be a lot of those um, you know, short to intermediate passes by um, Plummer that um, Brown's going to be asked to make a few tackles. And I think he's going to lead the team in, um, in tackles because of that. And Noah – all right, this is a new category, and you didn't know we were doing this, so I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Yeah. Um, pick one breakout player, somebody who, you know, maybe their production has been somewhat limited so far this season or just someone, just someone you have a vibe that this is going to be the game that um, NC State fans are like, holy crap, we have a player in blank. I, mentioned, I alluded to it earlier. If I think tight ends are going to get involved – that means Juice Vereen, you know, being a hybrid tight end receiver, I think he gets involved. Of course, he had a pretty big game earlier this year, but 
you know, he hasn't done much in the last couple of weeks. He had a drop against VMI that was going to be a touchdown, and he just basically didn't see the field after that. Um, we played a little bit this past week at, at Virginia. I think he, if they're going to get tight ends involved, he's a big body that's, you know, really good true freshman. And I think he can, you know, really, you know, get this team going. Um, when you look at that as a whole, and it kind of gives, you know, Brandon Armstrong another target on the year. You know, Juice has four catches for 65 yards. So he can catch the ball. He's averaging 16 yards reception. So we'll see what he can do. Yeah, no, I like that pick. And um, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. I don't know if it fully counts as a breakout guy, and you can tell me if it, if he doesn't. But um, Bishop Fitzgerald, I thought um, he's starting to take a lot of really really positive strides. But um, to, to, I'm going to go ahead and make the bold prediction here. I think he's going to have a pick six on Friday. I think he heard here folks in um in interceptions during camp, and uh, he showed off this season that he, he's he's improving as a tackler. He tipped the ball that turned into an interception during um, against UVA, and I think. But I think his biggest strength is this man can go get the ball, and I, th- I believe he had two pick sixes last season at the JUCO level. Um, so hey, when he gets the ball, he has the speed to take off. And um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and predict it. It's gonna happen. Plumber's gonna try him deep, and then um, you know we've seen it already on Robert Kennedy's pick six. And um, this defense is more than happy to, you know create a wall and block for their teammates and create a potential game change and play that way. So go ahead and pencil it in. Um, I'll make up for the fact that he's already a, a pretty established player with the fact that I do think he's going to score a touchdown, um, a defensive touchdown against uh, the Cardinals on Friday. And all right, that, that's our show. Um, thank you all for watching or listening. Um, just as a reminder, if you're listening to us on a podcast platform, you can watch us on video. At, on our YouTube channel. It's just the Wolfpacker on YouTube and um, on all podcast platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, it's just the Wolfpacker show you should be able to find us pretty easily through there. Um, please subscribe to the Wolfpacker.com. It's $1. Um, no one and I, and I work really hard to bring you guys the best Wolfpack coverage in the network. And just, um, we'd really appreciate it if you, join the website, come join what is a growing and fun community on our message boards, you know, talk, celebrate the wins, talk through the losses. Um, we'll be there for both. Um, and um, of course, that's also where we post the latest team and recruiting info as well. So go check it out. The wolfpacker.com. It's only $1 to uh, join in my extremely biased opinion, a great website. All right. Thanks again for watching everybody. And um, we'll talk to you shortly after the game concludes this weekend.